Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. John Ledger and Trevor Sikama from the Draft Network. It still feels weird saying it. I'm trying to like say it and not stop when I'm going through and saying it and just it's let it be natural. You've been, but... in a, you've been in a rhythm for like over a year. Over a year, it's been like you yeah. and the 18 places that you've worked from <laughs> for some reason want to name. And then the one place I work for. I named two places, by the way we need to get technical but yeah it feels weird but it feels good still uh it doesn't feel great to talk about the broncos draft classes in the past but we're gonna do just it anyway right into it just we're get just, right we're into jumping it right into the, it just getting right it's the fourth of july slander. we're not wasting any time we're on pulling, america's no independence day come yep. on yep and here's the thing this is actually going to be a more positive review for the broncos draft than if we had done the last couple of years. So look at it that way. It's the bright side of a bleak situation. But it, it, this year, really, I think everybody was kind of on board with what Denver did. And I think that if you look at who's going to play this year, you know, because that's what we're doing in this series. We've been going through and looking at each division and talking about who's going to play and who's going to play well and what kind of the expectations should be for rookie classes in year one. I mean, if you look at the Broncos group, I think obviously Bradley Chubb starts. After that, though, I don't know that we're going to see a lot of this class. I think a lot of it's drafting for the future almost. Mm, you disagree? No, I don't know how much. I don't know how much I agree with that. I think that I think I think Sutton's got a chance to start on the outside, and Sanders is going to start in the middle. Wait, Sanders is going to start in the slot? Yeah. I think Deshaun Hamilton is going to play in the slot and Sanders and Thomas are going to start outside and Sutton's going to be wide receiver four. That's my take. And I think I Sutton mean, has a bright other, future, but that is, that is the other scenario. Hamilton's as so, pro ready a wide receiver as we've seen in some time. There's a, there's a draft cliche for you. Yeah, it is a cliche, but it also He's matters. Pro ready. Think about all the wide receivers who've been taken early that have sucked because they can't run routes and understand defenses and understand releases and that kind of stuff. And Hamilton does that, man. He's a student of the game, super smart. He knows his crap. He can play inside and outside. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to play early on. So maybe he's your number three receiver or maybe Sutton is. We'll see. But either way, I think there's a contributor there for sure. I don't know what you want. I think think a rookie plays important minutes either way, right? Because either – Either they want to go bigger with Sutton on the outside and they're going to kind of force Thomas and Sutton to be the outside guys with Sanders playing more on the inside in the slot. Or they're going to let Sanders stay as an outside receiver. And then at that point, I think you are right. There's a real chance for Deshaun Hamilton to beat out, um, I mean, Isaiah McKenzie, Carlos Henderson, those kind of guys who they drafted a lot of wide receivers for a reason. So... Yeah, they're obviously looking for a lot more production in there, and so I do think that a rookie is going to see significant playing. I don't know if you call it "quote unquote" starters because yeah, sure, whatever. But well, what about Royce Freeman then? Is Royce Freeman going to play over D'Angelo Henderson and Devontae Booker? For good mean, things about D'Angelo Henderson and what they think of him. I mean, Royce Freeman's like what C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman were, and they wanted to get rid of him all the time. So, like, I don't get it. I don't but, get it either. I don't. I, the Broncos are crazy with the Royce way they Freeman draft running backs. Is just another C.J. Anderson, Ronnie Hillman, but maybe not as good. You know, 
to me. Freeman did pretty well in that zone scheme for Oregon, but he just there's not like a lot of high end athletic traits with him. But I kind of liked him. Um, I didn't think this was a bad pick at all. It's just kind of I don't know if I mean I, I don't think, know if I think he's the best. I think he's the best running back. Helps them. I think he's the best running back in Denver. I'll say okay, but yeah, I because I don't think much of Booker. I've seen if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna draft Royce Freeman, why don't you just keep C.J. Anderson? That cheese, man. I don't even know what C.J. was making, but I think it was money. Who did C.J. get signed by? Um, wait, 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 wait. Panthers, right? Yeah, Yeah, Panthers. Yeah. All right, so like he and Christian McCaffrey. I, I think I think they let Bro, him go because they didn't want to pay him big money, K. and I think they feel like Royce Freeman's got a. Now here's the thing, here is this, and this is important. We've talked All about right, this lay before. The knowledge on us. Royce Freeman, pick number thirty-seven. You mean jersey number? Oh, his jersey number is thirty-seven, a three and a seven. I I, I can count on zero hands. Think about it. Who's been oh, good? Wait, hold on. Oh, Sean Alexander. I was just about to say Sean Alexander was 37, wasn't he? Listen, there's anomalies out there. And still, right. Sean Alexander he ran he ran kind of kind of tender. Can I say <laughs> the word soft? Is that I was about to I was about to embarrassingly say like didn't Sean Alexander only have like two good years, but he had like five in a row. Yeah, yeah, he had he also had a he had Walter Jones and Stephen Hutchinson on one side. He had he kind of had it made, you know. Let's just be clear. If I'm listing best running backs of all time, Sean Alexander's probably not in my top twenty, even though he had some really good years. Did have some good years, but eventually the number thirty seven caught up with him. Most guys it catches up with him sooner. I just, God, that man. might be a fatal mistake by Royce you know what Freeman. we gotta you know what we gotta do. We one podcast. We got to look over all of the rookie numbers and, and have a and have have a fu- have a funeral for guys before their careers even start. Now here's the thing: these numbers can change still, so I don't want to get too so ahead of ourselves. We, should we wait until like the end of training camp? Yeah, I mean it's probably wise to do that. Yeah, because like some guys will change their numbers and save their careers. And we talked about Terrell Edmonds yesterday in the pod. Well, he's number like what thirty four right now for Pittsburgh for some ungodly reason. Yeah, but he could change to back to number twenty two if Stephen Ridley gets cut, and he's probably going to get cut. So there's that possibility that's open for him to change his number. Now you could be like Bud Dupree and just for some reason think forty eight's a good number to wear. I have no idea why, but for some reason he thinks that's uh, his career should be evidence. Josie Jewell obviously wrong. starting right away for this team. No. No way. I'm just kidding. Oh, sorry. I thought you were a jewel hive and we never talked about it. Wow, no. Brandon Marshall, Todd Davis, right? Those are the guys. Uh, Jewel's going to be a backup special teamer, all that grit, and, you know, great third guy. You know, he's like Tyler Matikavich. All the fans are going to love him, and then when he gets in the game, you're going to be like, oh, this is why he doesn't play. That's That'll be a situation. <laughs> uh, Yadom, the third-round um, pick, again, like probably. Isaac. He's not going to play, though, Who? right? I mean, Yadom. Who? Isaac Yadom. Yadom. Oh, yeah. No, I was about to say him. I liked him as a player, but not in this cornerback group. No. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where he sees the field right away. I mean, Roby and Harris will start, and probably Tremaine Brock will be the third corner. Brendan Langley's flashed a little bit last year, so 
I know they like him a lot. He was a third-round pick two years ago, so they just keep taking corners in that range and coming up with some good picks. So I, I don't know where I don't know that you don't plays a lot year one. And we'll see with guys like Jewel and Sutton. And, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of starters out of this group. You may see some contributors. No matter how good Freeman is, I'm fully confident Denver is going to run a rotation in the backfield. Oh, we, yeah. We yeah. just know this no at question. this point. There shouldn't be any doubt about it. This is what they do. Kansas City. What do you think of this group? No first-round pick, right? Breland Speaks was the first pick in the draft. They say they're going to play him an outside linebacker. Jesus. That makes absolutely no sense based on watching him in college. He's not going to start. And then you go Derek Noddy. Great pick. He should start at nose tackle right away. No question. He'll beat out Xavier Williams. So there's Thanks. one starter. Oh, yeah. No Noddy is about as polished as it gets. He is right. a professional. He's coming in there. He's starting. now. Is he How much play? is he paying you to say this? Not, nothing. I wish he was paying me. Man. I wish he paid me all draft season. Shoot, I made bank. I was a big Derek Naughty fan. I love. I was hoping. I was hoping you were making bank for all this no, Derek Naughty praise. Crap. By the way, Josh Norris's favorite player in the draft, D Liner. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. Remember that yes. old tweet? Well, I only know him. I only know him because he's a D lineman and his name is D Liner. Right. Exactly. That's the only reason anybody knows him. But he's here. He's in Kansas City. He is on their depth chart. Currently, the second team on their depth chart. I'm calling he may start at some point this season. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to start over Chris can't teach Girth Jones. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Happy Fourth of July, folks. So, I Let's mean, celebrate this great country by remembering Chris Jones <laughs> and the joy that he provided <laughs> Americans everywhere. <laughs> ah, Chris Jones, great stuff. You're right, he's probably not starting over Chris Jones. <laughs> Derek Naughty, really Chris think Jones. <laughs> You're not going to be able to get it back together, are you? Once you Chris... No, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, do you really think the D-liner is going to start? Oh, mm, yeah, no. Unless okay, somebody wait, gets so hurt. Here's, here's I think he makes better, the team. I've never this, seen this him play. A, this I don't even know question. who he played for in college. You were... You had an interesting take and outlook, more positive outlook on Dorian O'Daniel. Yes. Very How do so. you think he fits on this team? He is going to play. So, remember, uh, who's their defense quarter? Bob Sutton. Bob Sutton loved Daniel Sorensen, right? Who I don't think is even – is he even around anymore? Where, they Oh, they know he's still here. For some reason, Daniel Sorensen's still here, but he actually isn't good. But he loved playing those three safety looks, playing Sorensen as that safety linebacker hybrid. Now he drafted one who's actually good at it. Dorian so you do O'Daniel think he's gonna he, he's gonna he's he's got a good fit here. Yes, I do. I think there's gonna there's a clearly defined role for him. I don't think he's a, a linebacker per se. I think he's, he's a safety, too small. Basically. He's, he's too small. Right. He's a big safety. That's what he is. Um, he's, he, he was what two fifteen, two twenty, two two eighteen. I think he was two fifteen, and then he bulked up to like two nineteen or something, two twenty one, something like that. Wow. But, so we ate two pizzas before right. he weighed in. At the combine. Yeah. He's his playing weight's like two fifteen. He moves like a defensive back, so I'm fine with it. He's a great athlete. He's super aggressive out on the perimeter. He fills the alley really quickly. He's just not good in reading stuff around the box, which is fine. Don't play him a linebacker. Play him as a nickel, like, overhang-type defender. He's good in coverage, especially very good in zone coverage. 
he had made some nice plays on the ball this past uh, season for Clemson. Uh, a nice pick six of Lamar Jackson. Um, so, yeah, he's a, he's a playmaker, man. He flies around. He's a really good tackler. Um, you'll see him overshoot things once in a while, but for the most part, for a guy who plays at his speed, a really consistent tackler. So he will not start, but he will play a role for this team, and he will play. Um, I don't know if Speaks plays much at all, kind of like Passanio, their pick last year in the second round. I don't know that you're going to see – Speaks play a ton. I think Naughty starts, but again, you're less than fifty percent of the snaps because he's knows he's going to come off the field a lot. It's weird to say this about a fourth round pick, but like the way Kansas City's defense is set up, how in danger is Armani Watts from not even making this team? No, he probably makes it. Well, you think he won't make it, or you think he'll? Start? I think that Armani Watts will make it, but when you look at safety depth, I mean, you keep. Normally, you keep five max, right, right for right. safeties. And if you're telling me that Daniel Sorensen and Dorian O'Daniel play almost this like big safety linebacker look, then they'll probably keep less linebackers, though. They, I mean, they would have to, yeah, to keep Watts. And I don't think they're going to get rid of Watts. But like now, I'm looking at it, and I don't, I don't, I, I'm not going to say. That they're going to cut him, but here's the interesting he's, situation he's with Watts. Like, he's it's not, weird, right? He, it's a weird situation. He's not very good, but they took yeah, him in the fourth round. He might be okay, but he's small I mean, and he tested poorly and he misses. He missed more tackles than I think anybody else in college football uh, the last two years. I think he was very hyper aggressive, no question. Yeah, and he blows a lot of man coverage too, and he'll make some plays in the ball zone, but. You know, I just didn't see a lot of traits that translated really well to the NFL. And he was like one of those guys that took too many chances and see, but I'm always made mistakes. I'm I'm more forgiving than you on this front because I know that Texas A&M does not teach their prospects a damn thing. Oh, yeah. Justin Evans. I mean, Justin Evans is an example. But at least Evans was athletic. Sure. Watts nah, but, didn't test well at all. I know he didn't test well, I but like Watts has shown he's athletic. He's aggressive. He plays fast. I'll give him that. But makes a lot he of mistakes. He tested not too. great. But all right. So I just so, wanted so to. I wanted anyway, to... He could start, though, because Leon McQuay has, I don't think he started a game in his life. And he's listed as the other starter right now. Yeah. Daniel Sorensen uh, is not a guy that plays deep on the back end. Robert Golden is a career special teamer that when he's had the chances to play in the starting lineup in Pittsburgh, it has not been pretty. So I don't know that there's a lot of great options here. I have no idea what's going to happen in Kansas City. There's been a lot of talk Kansas City could be in on Brandon Bryant or um, Sam Beal in this uh, supplemental draft. So I'm not sure how that would change things, um, how that would shake things up. Obviously, Beal would be... I would assume the other starting corner um, here, along with Kendall Fuller and Steven Nelson in the slot. But, yeah, the secondary is definitely – remember, Eric Berry's coming back from injury. Wasn't he injured last year? Yeah. Was last year, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, Been there's a, a lot time, up in so. the air. No doubt. Chiefs could have some issues in the secondary for sure. But right, I think Watts next? makes the team. He could play. Who's next? The Chargers. Hmm. <laughs> Here's one. Scott Christenberry is going to start for the Chargers because Mike Pouncey will ne- will for sure not go a full season healthy. So Scott Christenberry is going to start 
at some point. You, you're saying at some point. Right. Just due to what injury, though. Yeah, what a cop-out. Kind of a cop-out, but also, you know, this was a good fifth-round pick, I thought, because he's going to be a backup center in the NFL for a long time, I think. You know, that kind of A.Q. Shipley, you know, starts when he has to, you know, solid mm-hmm. but never great type of player. I think that's going to be him. And that's really what, I mean, to grab a guy like that in the fifth round when you know your center's probably going to get hurt at some point in the year, that's a pretty, I thought that was a good move by the Chargers. Um, yeah, who the else? only two picks I liked from the Chargers were their two safeties, and only one of them's going to start. Derwin and so. Kaiser White, and you're right, only yep. one of them's going to start because die is starting here for sure. So yep. White, it's lots of special teams, but I don't know if I see much beyond that. White's going to make the team. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, good, yeah. He's a damn good football player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So For sure. Right around where I, they took him is where I had him. I, I'm not only I'm not only looking at their draft list, but I'm looking at other guys. I mean, like, Justin Jones is okay. But yeah, again, maybe some rotational work. They don't have a lot I of interior really pass see, rushers. I didn't really see much from Uchenna that was, like, super – popping out at me that made me think he's going to make an impact right away or anything like that so i'm actually curious to see what they do with him i, I should probably have looked up to see where they're playing him uh so far at least mini camps and stuff like that but i'm sure we'll have some fans tweet at us and let us know because we forgot to look before the show but i am a little bit curious what they've done with him because i heard they may be playing him off the ball which makes things a little more interesting obviously he's not going to start on the edge but maybe they play him off the ball some they mix up their looks uh, a little bit so you know what role he plays exactly uh, is going to be interesting. Is he your coverage guy? Because he can run. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a situational pass rusher. Honestly, yeah, he might be that. He might be the Chris McCain role. You know, they let McCain walk and they took him. Yeah, and maybe that's. I just think, yeah, maybe that's, that's what that's, he does. So right, that's what I. That's what I feel that Shannon is going to be, especially in year one. It's just going to be purely situational for him. So some guys worked into the rotation, but I don't think you're going to see any starters of the Chargers as rookies. Outside of Derwin James, um, and like I said, Kissing Barry at some point when Pouncey gets hurt, it's inevitable. You'll see some contributors though. How about the Raiders? What are you thinking? Oh Jesus! Um, Jesus got nothing to do with it, man. This is the Raiders. This is, no, I had I had these, to I had to these I people, had to talk to him before we talk about this Oakland Raiders draft because you don't want to you, you don't want to slander your father, John Gruden, right? Not nah, he's got some explaining to do if this was in the cards. <laughs> if predestination's real, he's got some explaining to do. Come on, Jesus. Yeah, Colt Miller. Tell us what's Colt, going on here. Colt Miller at 15, bad. Bad, and, Pete, but he'll start. Pete, ooh, yeah, let me – hold on, let me look. Because Vadal's suspended for four, right? Oh, so he has to start. Yeah, so, I mean, Brino Giacomini's um, here. He started. David Sharp could – no, David Sharp no, could start. David Sharp's going to start. Yeah. yeah they like right. him. They like him. They keep saying he has to lose weight. Colton so. Miller is not ready. He's not yeah. ready. Raiders aren't going to have a starter, are they? going to get Derek Carr killed. Okay, we all agree the Colton Miller pick was dumb, right? Uh, if, if by we all you mean the only other person on this podcast, yes. No, I mean like everybody listening to. I can hear them telepathically. Uh, there are probably some Raiders fans who are trying to look at the positive, you know? Yeah, but deep down, I can read their hearts. And I know everyone thought the Colton Miller pick was dumb. But tell me this. Donald Penn is here, and I know he's aging, but you've got Donald Penn. Buccaneer great Donald Penn. You've got David Sharp, who you expect to start. You've got Vadal Alexander, who started some in the past two years, or past year at least. Right. You bring in Brino Giacomini, who's a veteran. So you've got your four deep at offensive tackle. 
Mm-hmm. That's before you draft Colton Miller. Then you draft Colton Miller. So you're five deep. What in God's name would possess you to take Brandon Parker, who I I heard from Brandon Parker's camp the night before the draft. They thought he was going sixth or seventh round. And so did everybody who ever watched him, except for the Raiders. Not only was it a horrible pick, they don't even need him. Like, he, if he wasn't a third-round pick, he wouldn't even be making this roster. It's crazy. I just don't understand what they were doing at all. The, I, I, there's a, there is a story to be told about the behind-the-scenes yes. for this Raiders draft. Yes. And if you guys, if you guys know... If you guys know of some Raiders insider people who have written about this, uh, I have not read it, so please send it to me on Twitter at Tampa Bay Trade TRE because I would love to read what the hell happened yeah. on draft weekend with the Oakland Raiders. It's going to make a great 30 for 30 in the future, I think. Their day three was so much better than their days one and two. Yeah, it was. They got Maurice Hurst, and again, that's just kind of locking into it. But Hurst is healthy. He's going to start. I mean, he's starting. Yes. Like, there's, if he's not starting, I'll lose my mind. Like, they have no idea what they're doing. I mean, and, and Eddie Pinheiro is going to start a kicker, and Johnny Townsend is going to start a punter. That's going to happen. That is probably correct. Johnny Townsend's the only punter on the roster. So I'd say that they don't, they don't need anybody else. Yeah. Can't bring in competition for a stud like that. I think PJ no, Hall no will PJ Hall will see don't, some time don't, here and there. Don't. But you don't think he's gonna play at all? He is a no, second round. I thought pick. you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say he's gonna start. No, 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 no. Vanderdos, Justin Ellis is your nose. Vanderdos is gonna play some at the nose, but when did, still kick in at three. When does Arden Key get cut? <laughs> he's not gonna get cut right away. He'll get cut if he does something boneheaded. Okay, so when does Arden? I think Keegan he plays. Cut? I think he plays. I don't think he starts. He's gonna get cut 2020. Over or under? No, he's getting cut before then. Wow. <laughs> wow, you're vicious. That is that is vicious. And Nick Nelson, he's still recovering from getting hurt. He's not playing this year. I mean, I think Nelson's ready and he could play, he could play in the nickel. But you got Gary and Conley here. Mm-hmm. You brought over Rashawn Melvin, who probably is going to start on the other side. Sharice Wright's a veteran who can start. Leon Hall, these old dudes, man. Oh, my gosh. Leon Hall's probably going to start at nickel. You've got Marcus Gilchrist, who's played all over before. Yeah. I just don't know that Nelson. Plus, he's going to be slow coming back. Oh, I forgot they, they have Derek Johnson, too. And Nick Nelson, pick number 45. So, bye-bye. It's tough. Yeah, not great. Forty-five, also not a good. Uh... Like, what do you? That just somebody said the best thing I ever saw when some. I forget what player it was, but some player picked a terrible number when he went to a new team, and somebody tweeted out that number just screams, "I ain't here to stay for very long." <laughs> I was like, that is just music to my ears. That's beautiful because it's true. Spot the line, you know. Yep, exactly. But either the, way, yeah, the it's it. It's just a very odd roster in Oakland, um, oh, especially Darryl for a, Worley's a, a, here. I forgot a new about Darryl Worley. Sorry, I'm looking at this corner group and I'm just in amazement. 
No, it's it's a very odd roster. Yeah. I think top to bottom, especially with a new coach coming in. Um, I mean, this is this is so different looking than even the Raiders of last year, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Like, it just seems like Gruden is, and I don't, this might work out because he might end up being a really good coach with it, but, like, it just seems like he's acquiring names. Like, this team got Jordy Nelson, Martavis Bryant, Doug Martin, Derek Johnson, like. It's like he made a list five years ago and then just kind of kept that list. Like, these are, like, these are just names, man. Yeah. And he, like, can't believe nobody else wants these guys. I'm getting all the good players. Well, five years ago, maybe, bud, but I just, I mean, like, you know, Derek Johnson isn't really going to help you in 2019 or 2018. So, I mean, I, you know, it's just a lot of that. So because he's acquired a lot of those guys, I think a lot of these rookies will not start and their playing time could be up in the air. But these rookies in a lot of these situations will probably be better than some of the guys he's brought in, but because you paid them and they're veterans and Gruden is clearly an old school coach, he's going to make these guys earn it. So... I bet you see Hurst play in a rotation. Maybe he starts. I think he'll start. I want to believe that. that you would really have start. to get the best best of PJ Hall to see anything from him in year one. I think. I I fully agree. Maybe some nickel pass rush stuff late in the season, but yeah, you're not gonna. I he just isn't ready. I mean, he's not ready. It's such a, it's such a big jump from his competition yeah. level and such his tape. Jump. Yeah. It, Right. It's it's just a big leap. Um, you no, know, not to get discouraged about him. It's just a big leap. So I don't think you'll see a lot yeah, of stars. Well, I mean, Maybe we're talking about year one, not right. necessarily like nailing the coffin anybody. Right. I expect it to be kind of that way in the Gruden regime, though. You're not going to see a lot of the rookies early on. Think that'll Ten more years, years baby. <sighs> that is where we crawl upon the Lord right there. Call upon the Lord. Okay. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Hope your 4ths are awesome. Uh, You guys have been great to us. We really appreciate it. If you get a chance at some point over the next couple days, celebrating, go to iTunes, leave us a review and a rating. All five stars. Tell us good things about ourselves. Tell us things you want to see change and improve on the podcast. Uh, We'd love to hear that from you guys as well. So until next time, keep it locked right here on Locked on NFL Draft.